Welcome back to the CA Power Player Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Askins. Today, we've got a special guest jumping in all the way from El Paso, Texas. Please welcome with the Diaz Agency, Mr. Omar Diaz. What is up, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot, man. It's just honor and grateful to be here. And, you know, I'm excited. I hope to bring value to the people hearing this, and I hope that it, you know, inspires people. I don't know what it will do, but my, I hope it does. I, I do, I do too, and I have a feeling that it will. By the way, okay. So for those that don't know Omar, we're getting to know each other. Okay, we're we're new to each other, and even though we've heard of each other probably for you know more than a few days, um, he he is someone that I can already tell is like humble, hungry, um, comes from a very modest background, and and really wants to bring value to people and help agents um, in a big way. And so it's cool that he's willing being willing to. Uh, agreed to do this because he's had a ton of success. Now he's when I, when I ask him questions, he's going to say he's going to act like he hasn't. Okay, I'm telling you, he has. Listen to me, okay. Uh, but Omar, dude, for for how, how, for those that don't know, man, how long have you been in the industry? So a little bit over five years, Cody. Uh, yeah, a little bit of five years. Started right at the end of 2017, so full time. Really, the beginning of 2018. Okay. Uh, joined Symmetry is where I started. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Started and still there. Yeah. I'm still here. It's oh, exciting. Man. You know? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's, it's a, a good place. Opportunity and I took it. Totally. It's a great opportunity. I got a bunch of amazing friends that, that, that are there that I love and respect. Um, good company, good ownership, good people. I've, I've, I've met very, I've met a ton of people at Symmetry and I like everybody I've ever met, you know, and I can't always mm. say that's ever been, that's always true for every company, you know, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, a little over five years ago, uh, what did you do before insurance? Yeah, and so I, uh, wow, I did restaurant business all my life. Like I, I actually yeah. thought I was going to retire from the restaurant business. I uh, started at a very young age. You know, dropped out of college, dropped out of high school, uh, ninth grade. Uh, wow, I dropped out of high school in my ninth grade, and uh, I went to work in. Uh, McDonald's. I was working for McDonald's. And how, from how old there, were you? I was, uh, I believe at the time I was 16, 17. Okay. And then I, I went to work at McDonald's and I did that for about a year. And then from there, I went to go work at a cafeteria chain. And that's where my uh, managerial position started really in the restaurant industry. And I and I stood there. I didn't know what I was going to do in life. I really didn't. You know, it was just going step by step, yep. one at a time. And from there, I went to go work at another cafeteria chain based out of Texas and was very successful. You know, went from the chains of assistant manager to associate manager to general manager to district manager. Mm. And we had a very good income. I think my last W-2 was over 172000 for the last 10 years before I went, left, left the Russian issue. Your, your, last, paid, like, your last W-2 mm-hmm. was one seventy two. Yeah, so dude, that is awesome, and then, man. And that seems like a that seems like, dude. I mean, uh, that's to most people that seems like a bazillion dollars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna come back to that in a second. So high school dropout at ninth ninth grade, and then McDonald's. What what all did you do at McDonald's? Just just manager. That's about it. Didn't do much after that, you know. From there, I got recruited into the restaurant business, more formal, so they paid more. Yeah, that's why I went over there. What kind of what kind of restaurants? What kind of restaurants? Cafeteria chain, you know, we used to call it the Cadillac and cafeteria. So you go through and pick up your own kind of like it was a buffet because you didn't wasn't all you can eat, but you would you would go through and just pick out steaks and 
sometimes, you know, these big chicken breasts and yep. prime rib and things of that nature. So it was very upscale cafeteria training. I felt like I was very successful. <laughs> you know, yep. I did. But, uh, you know, it just, as, as the years went by, I mean, it just became a drain on me. Uh, How so? Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you the real the real thing that happened that became really evident. Um, it was a Saturday. It was 5.30 in the morning. And no, it was actually about 4.30 in the morning. I'm getting ready to go to for work. We had to be there by 5.30, 6 o'clock because we have breakfast on the weekends. My wife's sick, set, is at the bed having a fever. And you're like, oh, crap, what do I do? Like, mm. there's, I can't get a hold of anybody to go open up the restaurant. I'm supposed to open. So my wife's right there sitting with a fever. Oh man, it's hard. I hope people don't take this a bad way, but <clears throat> I think sometimes my values weren't really clear. Like I went, I know that was gonna go this route. <clears throat> I went to open up the restaurant and I rushed to get people you know, to go in there so I could just get out of it because I need to take my wife to the hospital. Mm. And if most people were probably thinking, what a jerk, why did you even go open up the restaurant? You know? Yeah. But I didn't know what else to do. So I opened up, came back like an hour and a half later after I got a hold of somebody, took my wife to the to the hospital and it was nothing major, just a fever, just an infection, but enough to cause a fever. That's, you know how fevers are. They, they seem like a big deal sometimes. And, so after that, I'm, I'm sure. sitting at, at the hospital in the emergency room and everything's being taken care of. But I'm getting text messages from my boss. He didn't know exactly what's going on, so no fault to him. But really, get over here. Where are you? Things of that nature. You know, we're going to talk. And I looked at my wife and I says, well, we, we got home about noon. And I looked at her and I said, man, this is not working anymore. So I got mm -hmm. on the phone. I called the president of the company. I said, hey, I quit. Thank you very much, but I can't do this anymore. And Cody, when you work at a business for over 20 years and you quit from one day to another, it dawned on me like, what the hell did I just do? Ooh. What the hell did I just do? So I hung up the phone. Luckily, like 30 seconds later and a minute later, two minutes later, people started calling me from from the restaurant from Luby's and they said, hey, you can't quit, man. You don't, you don't quit a career after two or 20 years. You prepare to leave, right? So they convinced me to stay. I was like, yes. Like, they convinced me to stay. I'm not going to. But when I went back, my heart wasn't in anymore. Yeah. I really wanted to find something different. And I went back, but prepared to really leave. Like I was planning on leaving. It took us about a year and a half later. That's when I stumbled upon cemetery. And there I am. Crazy. Crazy. Let us hear to today. You know what I respect already? Um, most would say, yeah, you you left your spouse, your, your wife. You That's the way up. I feel sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you, you also showed up. I, I think about the average population that would have not went to work. Okay, Now, they, they will use every excuse in the book to not run an appointment, to not make a dial, to not show up, to not do this, mm. to not do that. Dude, you showed up. Like, that says so much about you. I'm not saying that, like, you know, obviously, clearly you're a family man, your values are important, your your spouse is important, like clearly that's who you are, which is awesome. 
and you should be right. But the fact that you were like, dude, um, you still went and showed up, opened, had somebody fill in. And then you're like, okay, I'm taking my wife to the ER. You know, um, I don't know. I'm kind of curious how our audience is going to respond, but like, dude, most people, most of our audience, they would not have freaking shown up. They, they, they would have made, they would have made excuses not to, you know, like I get excuses all the time. People are like, yeah, I can't go do this because, um, you know, my, my dad got diagnosed with cancer two months ago. I'm like, mm. dude, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. That's terrible. But dude, it was two months ago. Like you can't, you're just going to like stop working. Your life's going to end. Like you're not going to keep pushing. You're not going to keep showing up. You know what I mean? Um, what, what's your, what's your, what's your thought on that? So it hurts sometimes because of what I did, but it also, it also, you're right because, because of that, I, it painted a picture on me, right? Of what it was going to look like if I continued to do that. And I never got yep. faced with that situation. And, and I guess being a man of faith, I guess God works in serious ways. He does. And maybe that's what he, maybe that was a trigger that he used to say, Hey, this isn't the right. I got something better. Yeah. And I started looking for basically uh work from home jobs. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have work from home jobs. It's, 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 and I finally found something. I found symmetry. And when I found symmetry, uh, I was talking to Chris Clark. He was, he was the one that hired me into symmetry. And he said, dude, I, I need, I don't want the, I don't need 175,000 a year, mm. but I do want a hundred thousand, but, but I do want a hundred thousand a year. I want to at least keep my same lifestyle. Like I'm not, li I'm not living at 175, but I think I am living at hundred. I don't want to lose my home. I don't want to lose my cars. I don't, I, I want to keep the same lifestyle. Yes. And he said, oh my, that's easy. <laughs> you could do it here. And so <laughs> why do you why do you think you lowered? I'm tagging you on my Instagram right now, is why I'm playing on my phone. But um, wh wh why do you think you were go you were making? And I think this is true for a lot of people. So I'm just kind of curious. I think it'll help me out. Um, most people, when they're making 172 grand, um, mm -hmm. they like they would never leave because it's like just a freaking insane amount of money to them. Um, you left, which is amazing. But why did you then go from some making 172 to saying, dude, I would, if I can just keep a hundred, that'd be fine. Yeah. I'll tell you why, Cody. So I'll tell you the whole story. After that, I, I told me hundred thousand would keep the same lifestyle. But after that, then I met with my wife and then I said, Hey, I met with this guy, Chris Clark. He's so smart. And he said, I can make a hundred thousand dollars right here working from home. So and she looked at me and I looked at her and I said, but Miha, I don't know that I can make a hundred thousand. I've never done insurance. Mm. I've never been in sales. Like what in the hell is going to happen right here? Like, I don't know if this is possible. You really just don't know that that's going to happen. And this will tell you what my drive is. <clears throat> my wife looked at me <clears throat> and she know how miserable I was at work hard. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, what if we make 5,000 a month? Would that be enough for an apartment? I said, well, yeah. <laughs> I said, but it won't be enough to pay the house. It won't be enough to pay the cars. And she looked at me and says, let me take it. Let me repossess it. I don't care. Wow. We, we can move into a small apartment. We can, we can do whatever. I don't care. Let's do it. I said, you're serious. He goes, yeah. So, <clears throat> mm. When that happened, 
I think the, the biggest thing that happened to me is <clears throat> that painted a picture of what it would look like if I wasn't successful. Yeah. And I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to do that for my family. Like yeah. when my wife said that, I said, man, I thought I knew you, but I think I know you better now. Hmm. Like when she said that, she's like, she didn't care. So I talked that's to cool, though, and I said, she was hey, supportive. Man. Yeah, that's so cool because she was supportive. She's like, dude, I'm on board no matter what. Like, I love that. Yeah. And I think sometimes spouses are holding so much onto the monetary and they forget about the rest. Yep. And when we hold on to the heart and the souls, the monetary happens by consequence. It just does. I don't, I can't explain it, but I went out and, you know, and I don't want to brag on me because that's not who I am. <clears throat> but I, but, but I went out and, and I told Chris, what do I need to do? Chris? And he said, well, you got to build 15 appointments. And then, and then and then you got to sit on them and then just do it. See what happens. You got a script, read it, go out and meet with them and see what happens. So I did that. I remember booking 12 appointments. I couldn't book the 15. I was just, people wouldn't answer the freaking phones, man. Mm. So we got to 12 and when, right when we get to 12, I looked at my wife and said, Chris said 15. <sighs> so I remember we went to Starbucks, got a cup of coffee and took all these leads and we started door knocking on every door. You know, she, that was our date. You know, that was our date. That was literally our date. Our date was door knocking on, on people's doors to get enough appointments, to have enough. So I have 15 appointments for next week. And I remember about five or six were always canceled. So I would get stuck with nine or 10. Yep. And I would close on the average. My close ratio was 50 to 60% every single week. That's what it was. And that was just not because I'm really good. It's because that's what the system like. People wanted this. I had leads. And people wanted this. So I did that. So my first year, I became the number one place agent in the entire company. And I didn't even know that. Like, I wasn't shooting for that. I was just shooting for paying the bills. And I say this because I didn't do it on my own. Like, number one, my wife was a huge driving force. Like, and you have the right spouse, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Then I had people like, you know, Chris, that would answer the phone on a Saturday when I wanted to quit. I remember calling him on a Saturday and saying, hey, man, I think I'm going to get a part-time job. He said, don't. Mm. Keep working. Okay, so I did it. I kept working. Wow. I had people like Mike Colburn and Jen Colburn and Eli. I had people like Matt and Brad Smith, which are big-time guys at, at Symmetry. Hmm. And they just they just believed in me so much that I couldn't let them down. I couldn't let my family out. I couldn't let them down. So I kept going and going and going and going. Mm. And, you know, I remember I got asked this at, at one of our conference uh, uh, a few months ago. It's a leadership summit. I got asked, you know, because I won the Golden Pin Award now. The Golden Pin Award is the most placed and good business, right? You could submit all the business you want, but if you don't place it, so. Yeah. With the help of these people, the inspiration of these people, with the support of these people, with the teaching of these people that I just mentioned, that you know, I became the number one uh, place business in all the symmetry and Golden wow. Pin Award, which is the most profitable agent you could say. I won it four years in a row. That's so awesome. I got asked, you know, how do you do it? What's the secret? I really don't have a secret, right? So people think to be the Golden Pin to make a whole lot of money, like you have to have this phenomenal close ratio and things of that nature. Well, I'm just average, Cody. So I'm kind of weird, but why am I here? I'm just average, right? Yeah. Because my close range is all 50, 60%. But every week I show up with 15 appointments. 
because that's what the business, that's what it, it requires, right? You show up at 15, five are not going to show up. You're going to meet with 10. You're going to close five. If very if those five are close, you, you normally get two or three apps in a home. So you're going to get five, seven, seven, eight apps a week. And that turned into a really good business. And I think service and hospitality, you know, it kind of went out the door a long time ago in the restaurant business and the hospitality business and the insurance business. So you just, you show for people and you show them that you care, right? Mm. I've learned that I got paid to work at Luby's, right? I got pay, I get paid to care at Symmetry. That's so weird. Like, it was a, but every time I would win an award, oh man, about eight months ago, my wife was throwing away everything. You know, spring cleaning. When you start throwing away, your wife starts doing spring cleaning, you have to do something. You have to throw away something, right? <laughs> so I said, what do I throw away? And in my office, there's all these awards from from Luby's from the restaurant business. And then just throw them all away. And my wife said, what the hell are you doing? Why are you throwing that away? I said, because this is most increased sales. This is clean as a restaurant. But I see that you miss Christmas. You miss Thanksgiving. You miss soccer games. You miss your family time. Mm. It created a lot of anxiety. And so when I joined Symmetry, I won all kinds of awards, most place business, things of that nature. And they're so good awards because every time you get an award at Symmetry, it's like you get an award at home. You're on the leaderboards at Symmetry and your leaderboards at home, right? Hmm. You don't separate them. Like Symmetry allows you to be on the leaderboards at work and then the leaderboards at home. You know, your wife sees something. Your relationships get better with your family. You know, it's just so, so good. And I don't think people will realize that when you focus on changing, everything grows. Mm -hmm. Can be better. Can be a better husband. Can be a better husband. Can be better. You know, what triggers? What used to trigger you? And you just don't do that anymore. It just doesn't happen anymore. So good. I don't know how we got to this response. <laughs> no, dude, I love it. Like, I think it's, I think it's freaking amazing. Like, this is an awesome, awesome interview. I, I mean, I, I know our audience is already going to love you. Um, and. I love before this, you're like, man, I'm nervous. I don't do this a lot. I don't know what I'm going to say or how it's going to go, but I'm going to do my best, you know? And, and, and that, dude, that's just you, you know, like you show up and you do your best and you've been doing that for, you know, a little over five years in insurance and pretty much your whole life. And you've make a, probably a little bit more than 172 grand a year now, you know, <laughs> make a lot more than that now. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's, 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 give give us some comparison. Like when you talk about, um, top placed agent, like, you know, what, what does that number look like? When you talk about income now, what does that look like? Whatever you're comfortable sharing. Well, you know, I hope this helps people, but I used to make 172. I make twice as much at least or more. Yeah. I used to work 75, 80 hours a week. I work about 35 to 38 hours a week. <laughs> uh, I think what changes is your intentionality is a lot different. Like people don't like to dial, right? Yeah. So people say, hey, I don't like to dial. Then why the hell do you dial for 12 hours? Why don't you dial for three or four intention hours? Like, why do you dial 10 dials per hour instead of dialing 40 or 50 dials per hour? Mm. Like, well, why don't you just do that? Why, why do you let the business steal from your personal life? Why do you let your personal life steal from the business, right? Gosh. My wife loves me and she loves our time together. So she respects the fact that I'm working. And I love my wife and I love my kids. So my clients respect the fact that I have a, a family. and. 
I've set boundaries when it comes to that. And Supercharge has taught me that as well. You know, it really has. Yes. Talking to people like Mike and Jen and Chris and Brad and Matt and Brad and, you know, all those people here and, you know, the owners, it's just so, so good because they, you don't have to separate your personal life from your business. It becomes one. Yeah. You know, you have to show up and be someone different for the most part of corporate, you know, and, and that separates and here you don't have to no more, you know? So. I love that. that is that's so cool. what we get. What, what, what advice would you give if there's an agent out there that's like, dude, um, I'm in a similar position where I don't know if I should leave something cause I'm making a good income and I'm just like, or, or I'm in insurance and I'm not making crap. And I'm thinking mm. about, I'm struggling to leave. Somebody's tr struggling to leave something that's a good paying job and somebody else is struggling to stay in something that could make them a lot more than the other person that's got a good paying job. Man, that's so good. So I guess you gotta, you gotta really ask yourself two things, right? What do you value most? And cause I didn't value money no more. Like when you get to a position where you don't value money no more, like you're going to walk away from that kind of income. Like, People thought I was stupid for walking away. People <laughs> thought I, I got so. People told me I was going to fail. People told me I was going. It was an idiot. Mm. Someone reached out to me. A very good friend reached out to me and said, "Man, you're not going to be able to do this. You're making 172,000. Like you're, you're not going to be able to do this." And I and I asked them, and I was, I asked them. I remember asking them, and I asked them, "What did you struggle with the most?" So what do you mean? And I set them up. This was me intention because I had made up my mind. Like mm -hmm. my wife was going to support me. I didn't, I didn't need anybody else's support. So I asked him, what did you struggle the most when you did this? And he looked at me and says, I've never done this. So how in the world are you giving me any advice? And I think that's what people tell people. People open up their mind to negative stuff. Mm -hmm. And just because something's hard for you, it's going to be probably hard for me too, but it's not going to be impossible. So I think people, one, if you're in a situation where you're at work, you got to ask yourself two things. What, right, is what do you value most? And how do you want to be remembered, right? Mm. I don't, I don't, I don't want I don't want to be remembered as a guy that worked a whole lot. Dang. I think I want to be remembered as a to-go guy, right? Because I got a family that doesn't have a whole lot of money. But I, when I don't not here no more, mm. I think when people remember me, I want them to say he was there. Yeah. So, when you value most, how do you want to be remembered? And I think that right there would say, hey. If you're in a job right now, I think you ought to gotta ask yourself this. And I ask myself this. Do you want your kids growing up and doing what you're doing right now? Because mm. I was in the restaurant business, and let me tell you something. I never, ever wanted my kids to work there. It was horrible. Mm. I didn't want my kids to associate with some of the people there. Wow. My son is starting insurance this year, and man, I'm so thrilled. He's gonna have a life of impact. The second thing I would tell you, if you're in those restaurant, if you're in the insurance business, I would tell you, stop worrying about what you can't control. 
I think one of the things I got really good at right here, people see, people think I got really good at selling interest. No, I got really good at controlling my attitude. I got really good at controlling my activity. I got a re really good at controlling who I associated with, like people that were negative. Mm. I just blocked them out. I got people, I got really good at controlling my attendance. Like people don't even show up to meetings sometimes, right? We have a meeting, a sales call on Monday and you don't show up and you want to be good at this. Correct. We have a dial team and you don't show up. Like get, get, get really good at controlling your attendance. And lastly, get really good at controlling your accountability and your responsibility. Because people often say, hey, I take full ownership. No, you don't. Taking full ownership of this means you'll never let it happen again. Yeah. Be responsible for what you're doing. Gosh. Your family's your responsibility. So I would tell you that. If you control those things, hey, your, your attitude, no one wants to work with negative people. Mm -mm. Your activity, dude, this requires a lot of a lot of dials, but it's dials. And I think people don't realize that dialing is important. So I would say that. That's one of the best answers we've ever had. <laughs> uh, I love that. I caught it with five A's too. It was attitude, activity, association, attendance, and accountability. You know what I love about this is I just got this from a lot of people at Cemetery. They just poured into me so much. They just did. It's like they just care about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And are you willing to pour into other agents that are watching, struggling, looking, lurking, needing? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, if you if you're watching and you're and you're going through this and you're struggling right now, let me tell you something. This is a great business. It is, but you got to be willing to do the work. You got to be willing to show up. But you got to be willing to pour both in, right? If you're if you're if you're working leads, do the investment and believe in yourself, right? Because the insurance business is a huge opportunity. It is a mm -hmm. huge opportunity for everybody. I, I didn't even know this. I mean, if I would have known this long time ago, it done long time ago. But it's not a handout. Yeah, it's not. And sometimes people think, "Hey, you owe me something." We don't know because your insurance business doesn't owe you anything. You're mm -hmm. here to serve people. You're here to reach out to people. You're here to, you know, find out how can I help people. How can I serve you today? And that's, that's, yeah. that's all you really want to do. I mean, uh, people are going to reach out to me, and I'll, I'll be glad to talk to anybody. I just my 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 hope is, man, you just find the life you're looking for because I found it, and I'm growing every day. And, and you know, I used to think my goal was to do this. No, it seems like now the goals are the beginning, right? Hmm. Hey, this is this is a start. Now we we've been married going on 26 years. Married, wow. Got married when I was 20. Like you get married when you were 20 and you don't know what line of life you're going to live. It's mm -hmm. horrible. And now to look at what we have now and, and the relationship me and my wife had is so phenomenal. It's awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. I mean, dude, I love it. This has been a phenomenal freaking interview too. Um, you're a good dude. Uh, and I can tell you have a huge heart. You care a lot about people and you're going to help a lot of people with this interview. Um, if someone wants to reach out, Maybe it's a text or an email or hit you up on social or whatever. Um, what, where should we send them? What should they do if they would like to talk to you more? So really, right, I'd like to reach out. My name is Omar Diaz. You can reach out. Find me on Facebook. Okay. My phone number is 915. Man, I can't believe I'm going to share my phone number. 915-799-2974. I'm here. I'm grateful. I'm excited. Man, just reach out.
It's awesome. Let's become friends. Yeah, let's do it. I love it, buddy. You said 915-799-2974. Yeah, you guys shoot him a text, man. This is a good dude. He cares. He's well, he wants to help people. Uh, Omar, I appreciate you being on the Power Player Podcast. You're an amazing dude and phenomenal job today. Thank you, sir. Cody, thank you. Appreciate you, my friend. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the Power Player Podcast. Man, what an awesome dude. Follow this guy. Learn from him. Um, and he he will be the first one to tell you whatever he's achieved, you can achieve it too, even if it feels so far away. So give us leave us a comment. Let us know what you thought of this, today's interview. If you enjoyed it, man, share it with somebody else that needs to hear it. And we'll see you on the next episode. Adios. 